we sing together too. The choir together, we sing together. And, um, oh, actually, we put on the play. So, um, the first time <coughs> we got together, we sang a chant, Christian Amen. So we'll practice the melody again, and, uh, and it, the melody goes like this. It's ah, ah, amen, ah, amen, ah, amen, amen, amen. So I'll sing one at a time.
come again to learn the third one, or if you know it, you can put that in there. Okay? Now, uh, the other thing we're going to do is we're going to sing a hymn. And that's in your bulletin, and you can read it, and you should, unless you have it all memorized. Susan Pinkerton, I'm rector here at St. John's, and we are delighted that you are here to help us celebrate our third Celtic contemplative service. 
As you can see, it's a mixture of silence, prayer, and music in a most beautiful way, and hopefully will help you enter in to the mystery, the transcendence of God, the Holy One. As Norm mentioned, our focus today is gratitude. We have three prayer stations, or three stations that are going to help us focus on this thing. We have our prayer station, where you're invited to write a prayer down and put it in a prayer box, and those prayers are prayed over by our Celtic Guild. We also have a healing station, healing prayers, and you may light a, a candle also. We have healing ministers by the font to your uh, right uh, over there. Anytime during our silence after the reflection, I believe, you can have uh, a healing or prayer said for yourself or for someone else. We also have a Celtic uh, uh, spirituality station that you can come over and learn more about Celtic spirituality. As far as this focus on gratitude, it seems maybe a crazy time to say thank you because it is such a divisive time in our country and the world, but all the more reason to open our hearts to say thank you. When we do, something happens inside and we begin to see the innate goodness of the world that God has created, and we are very much a part of that. One of my favorite writers said it best, I think. Gratitude is the noblest emotion. And when we show our gratitude, something bigger, more emancipated, it is grander happens to us. And we are drawn to the very font of all of life's blessings. So thank you again for being here tonight. And please stay and join us for a reception in the parish hall afterwards if we can have a chance to greet you and get to know you better. Thank you. The Mohawk Prayer of Thanksgiving. To be a human is an honor, and we offer thanksgiving for all the gifts of life. Mother Earth, we thank you for giving us everything we need. Thank you, deep blue waters around Mother Earth, for you are the force that takes thirst away from all living beings. We give thanks to a green, green grasses that feel so good against our bare feet for the cool beauty you bring to Mother Earth's floor. Thank you, good foods from Mother Earth, our life sustainers, for making us happy when we are hungry. Fruits and berries, we thank you for your color and sweetness. We are thankful to good medicine herbs for healing us when we are sick. Thank you all the animals of the world for keeping our precious forests clean. 
all the trees of the world, we are thankful for the shade and warmth you give us. Thank you all the birds in the world for singing your beautiful songs for all to enjoy. We give thanks to you, gentle four winds, for bringing clean air for us to breathe from the four directions. Thank you, Grandfather Thunder Beings, for bringing rains to help all living things grow. Elder Brother Sun, we send thanks for shining your light and warming Mother Earth. Thank you, Grandmother Moon, for growing full every month to light the darkness for children in sparkling waters. We give you thanks, twinkling stars, for making the night sky so beautiful and sprinkling morning dewdrops on the plants. Spirit protectors of our past and present, we thank you for showing us ways to live in peace and harmony with one another. And most of all, thank you, Great Spirit, for giving us all these wonderful gifts so we will be happy and healthy every day and every night.
Today's reading, I thank you, God, for most this amazing by E.B. Cummings. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I who have died am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life and of love and wings, and of the gay, great happening, illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any, lifted from the know of all nothing, human, merely being doubt, unimaginable you. Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. Gratitude. It is one of those concepts so infinite as to become elusive, even meaningless. I mean, we are all grateful, right? How many of us here have taken part in some form of a gratitude practice where we daily, weekly, occasionally sit quietly and write and maybe recite those things we are grateful for? And how hard, like exercise or eating right, is it to sustain this practice, a practice that's so clearly beneficial? One of the reasons uh, that many of us are drawn to Celtic worship is because I think it offers us a more porous bridgeway between church and life. It was not without accidents that, that for my first, the first reading I did on, in October, I chose a reading about embracing our chosen work. And I'm fortunate to work for a company that at the end of every meeting always has appreciations, a simple yet surprisingly effective practice. If you've done any sort of gratitude practice, then I'm sure you will have, like me, felt the teeming of gratitude that we, if we are so blessed, hold in common with many of our fellow humans. Our family, our health, our heart, our friends and community. Celtic spirituality has a deep connection to nature and the natural world. In our first three meetings, over half of the readings have addressed our connection to nature, the seasons and our relationships with therein and continue today. In today's reading, Cummings invites us to become alive again to see the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and blue, true dream of the sky. In this poem, we are invited to open our ears, eyes, and heart to that which is always there, but can become hidden by our daily striving. Like many, like many people of my generation, I first picked up a guitar in my teens. It was a Gibson Starburst and had a distinctive percussive sound that works great for certain kinds of playing. 
However, it doesn't have that full sound associated with folk music, which was frustrating to me. It didn't help that I am essentially tone deaf. And contrary to what many of you who know me would say, a shy person. I stopped playing the guitar because there were too many people out there who were better. I stopped playing because I feared rejection. For nearly two decades, I hardly ever picked up a guitar, although I still greedily listened to the music I loved. After moving back east with Rita, I reconnected with my best friend from college who convinced me to buy a new guitar with a fuller sound. And he and I would get together and play our favorite songs, reading off sheet music that was suddenly, miraculously, readily available off the internet for free. As my friend and I continued to expand our repertoire, I began to tentatively branch out with others. And then one day at a regional office meeting, I was given a new electric guitar, which is kind of a weird thing to have happen at a regional office meeting. I can talk about that at another time. And then about a year later, another old friend invited me to join him on keyboards with another guy, Stranger, on lead guitar. And so, with some trepidation, I drove up to stores and plugged in my amp. I think we played Tipolo Honey. And as we gradually eased our way through the chords, as my fellow players took turns playing leads, and as I felt myself fall into place and holding the song to its rhythm. I felt my soul stir in a way that I had not felt before. And when the place in the second chorus came around, I leaned into my very own microphone and sang with a full heart, she's an angel. And oh God, that was great. She's an angel. So I was hooked. And over time, we added bass and drums, and uh, so that initial feeling of creation, of sharing, and kindness, of occasional bickering, what key is this in anyway, of joy, just continues to grow. We don't write songs, but recreate ones from mostly the English American folk rock canon, circa 1966-74, with love and diligence. We work hard to find tunes that fit our particular styles, skills, likes, and tendencies. Some work, a few don't. But the process of figuring out the seemingly infinite options, the intro, the tempo, what key, when do the drums come in, when does the lead come in and go out, who's singing the third verse, and how the heck are we gonna end this? All these things and more go into the stew, and over time we work it, and knead it, and worry it, and leave it, and then return to it, and somehow, sometimes, we come together, and it finishes, and we pause, and then sheepishly or joyously look at each other and say, wow, that was something. And so, this has been going on for nearly a decade now. Old man rock. It's actually a thing. And we've gone through many permutations 
and many bass players, and took a couple years off and regrouped in dear friend and neighbor Paul's basement. And we play out a bit. We're available for blog parties, church fundraisers, and birthday parties. Thanks, Rita and Molly. But it isn't really about that at all. It's about putting the songs together. It's about being together and open and wordlessly communicating to create, to create something that none of us could come close to uh, replicating in our own basements. And the unexpected consequence of this kind of work is that these people, whether it's for two sessions or 10 years, these people become my friends. And friends in the deep, even spiritual way, a way that is so difficult to arrive at after we leave college in the cradle of all night rap sessions, and in a way that transcends words. And no matter how tired or beaten down we arrive to band practice, we always leave uplifted, feeling grateful. I invite you to embrace that which you may be thinking of or embarking on, or perhaps like me, to return to something you thought was lost, but maybe only dormant, be it woodworking, bird watching, painting, choral singing, or whatever your passion and spirit and wherever it takes you. To take a chance and attach yourself to that which is meaningful, embracing, challenging, and stern to find those moments that release you into a spirit of gratitude. Who knows, there may even be an electric tuner to help you along your journey. Now the ears, my ears awake, and now the eyes, my eyes are open. Gratefully. For those of you who've been with us, um, you know that we have some prayer stones that have been harvested from the Atlantic. And we've used them in our services in, in a number of different ways as a receptacle of our prayers, our offerings, our blessings, in my case, anxieties. Tonight we'd like to ask you, invite you, if, if you are so moved, to come up and select a prayer stone, which are on the table to my, to my left, to your right, and pray your gratitude into those stones, just ever so briefly, say a prayer of gratitude, and then place them on the altar table as an offering, a sacred offering to God, and they'll rest there for the remainder of our service. So if you'd like to come forward as a spirit review, now is the time.
Please stand. Come, Divine Spirit, fill us with humility and vulnerability. Align our intentions with your purpose for us. Let us pray. Creator of the universe, we thank you. Keep our eyes open to the gift of your Earth's natural beauty and harmony. Make us faithful stewards of this fragile gift. Imbue us with urgency to share your Earth's bounty with all your creatures. <coughs> Hear our prayer. Light for the nations, we pray for wisdom, for all the world's leaders to find positive solutions in the midst of complex problems. Move our leaders to represent duly our peoples, and move our peoples to follow duly your will. Living God, hear our prayer. Abundant giver, we pray for the poor, the persecuted, and the displaced. For those of us who live without sufficient nutrition, housing, sanitation, and heat. For those of us who suffer in war-torn and chaotic places. For those of us whose lives have been upended in natural disasters, help us rebuild the basic comforts, safety, and order for those of us who are living without. Living God, hear our prayer. Restoring presence, we pray for those of us who are living with pain. Touch us who need healing in body, mind, spirit, and soul. Let us feel your warm embrace. Living God, hear our prayer. Alpha and Omega, in these dark days as we await your coming, we pray for another advent in our lives. Deepen our prayer that we may find new ways to make room for the Holy Trinity in our lives. Living God, hear our prayer. Source of all that is within us, among us, and beyond us. We are called by you to be a holy people. Unite us in love. Show us how to live together in our diversity. Make each one of us one thread on your loom. Let us all know the joy of oneness with you.
closing this evening is a poem, Gratitude, by Henry Van Dyke. Do you give thanks for this or that? No, God be thanked. I am not grateful in that cold, calculating way, with blessing ranked as one, two, three, and four. That would be hateful. I only know that every day brings good above my poor deserving. I only feel that in the road of life, true love is leading me along and never swerving. Whatever gifts and mercies in my lot may fall, I would not measure as worth a certain price in praise or great or small, but take and use them all with simple pleasure. For when we gladly eat our daily bread and bless the hand that feeds us, and when we tread the road of life and cheerfulness, our very heartbeats praise the love that leads us. <laughs>